millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. All right, today's episode of Round Rock is sponsored again by MyBookie.ag. Uh, it is a gambling site. You can use promo code ROUNDROCK for up to a 100% deposit bonus. Uh, there's a lot of online sports books out there, but there's only one that is used by the host of Round Ball Rock, and that is MyBookie.ag. Joey, are there any wagers you like this week? Uh, Sean, first question for you. Are you Daryl Morey or Golden State Warriors owner Joe Lacob? Uh, I am not. Oh, so you're not into the world of esports then? No, but I'm curious about betting on it. Uh, who yeah, did you, know, you, did you know you can bet on Counter-Strike Go uh, on mybookie.ag? Is that... I don't even know what that game is, I'll be honest, but I'm uh, excited to bet on it. <laughs> uh, it's like a shooting game, I think, but these lines are insane. Like, there's, on November 6th, Monday, you can bet the team Pork Sports is playing the team Soar, and Soar is possibly the most dominant sports team I've ever seen, because they're, the money line odd is minus 1628. Oh my god, and if you win that money, you can buy some Pork Sports t-shirts, because I bet they're pretty great. Uh, you can also b- bet on Zetmac. You want to bet on Zetmac if you really believe What's in them. Zetmac? I don't know. <laughs> and then there's one team that is simply called French Canadians, who are an <laughs> overwhelming favorite against Hyper, which I assume is maple syrup related. That's amazing. You could bet these guys. It's incredible. If you like esports or regular sports, uh, my bookie, they'll give you 100% pe- cash bonus on your first deposit if you use code ROUND. Rock, uh, you play, you bet, you counter strike, you pork stones, <laughs> you win. Seriously, if anyone knows what any of those things mean, please let us know. Yeah, uh, or if maybe you remember of set to destroy X, uh, hit us up. <laughs> <laughs> 
weird. <laughs> Bushido boys. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Shabazz Muhammad, Doug McDermott, Joey Devine, Alan Pitchers Up Crab, Gerald Henderson, Sean Keane, Trey Burke, Eat One More, Musical Guest Echo and the Buddymen, and now the host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's Lit Fam, it's me, your host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine, and I've got a bone to pick with good old Ghost of Don Pardo. Oh, what happened? Uh, it is no longer Shabazz Muhammad. It oh. is just Baz! Baz Muhammad, that's right. <laughs> I guess because he's a big fan of Moulin Rouge. That's what I've heard. It was a tribute to Baz Luhrmann. Yeah, he always remembers to wear his sunscreen. That's true. Um, Thank you. Shouts to Kurt Vonnegut. <laughs> Sean, we um, have an announcement to okay. make. As a podcast, um, our co-host, Dave Schilling, uh, had a child, a human child a this human weekend. A baby, the first, uh, the first round rock baby. I yeah, the first, the first member of the Lit Fam by blood. Ozzy, <laughs> uh, Ozzy is his name. Uh-huh. Uh, so if you want to send Dave's baby presents... Send them care of Joey Divine. <laughs> uh, Ozzy, Ozzy would like cash gifts, uh-huh. uh, gambling credits. Uh, he likes video games and cigarettes. Yeah. So start him young. Uh, you but you ser- basically buy for a baby the same way you buy for a prisoner. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but seriously, send Dave uh, your congratulations via Twitter. Yeah, it's or awesome. Email. Also, if you get a hold of him, ask him when he's going to be on our podcast next. All right. Um... Uh, it was amazing that uh, Dave's wife, Dave, is a uh, Los Angeles Dodgers super fan, and his wife gave birth during Game 7, uh, which is the reason the baby is not named You Darvish Schilling. <laughs> he was pretty bad. Speaking of our listeners... Yeah, uh, we have some listener mail. Oh, this is great! And as always, you can write to us at roundrock at gmail dot com. Uh, that's not correct. Roundrockpod. Uh, it's the same as our Twitter handle. <laughs> at roundrock. We're gonna, are we gonna have to change it again? Gmail. We're gonna have to change it again. Uh, <laughs> just write to the mayor of Round Rock, Texas, and it'll find a way to us. <laughs> Uh, so this email is from SF Jeff, and it says, Man, with the addition of Gordon Hayward in next year's extra lottery pick, the 2018-19 Celtics should be really terrible, right? 
I mean, they probably won't even win their division. They never should have passed on Fultz. Turning the number one pick into J-Tay and another lottery pick? Insanity. And boy, did trading their best injured player for Kyrie Irving not work out. I would never trade for a guy who thinks the earth is flat, no matter how good he is. I bet the Cavaliers are laughing about that one. Remind me, when do you expect Danny Ainge to get fired again? I mean, they have to fire him. After all, he eats at bad restaurants. Okay, so Jeff called Jason Tatum J-Tay? Yeah. Is he in a boy Which, band or something like that? Uh, no, I think what he is is he's a uh, couple uh, oh, between oh. Jay Moore and Taylor Swift. Oh, that's going to be a rough song. That is going to be about Genie <laughs> Bus as well. So, so yeah, that's that's the team. Jay Tay. Uh, I guess, uh, Jay, Jay Bro. Bro. Jay Bro. Yeah. Yeah, Jay Bro, uh, I think. Uh, Mars Mar. <laughs> I believe a Jay Bro is somebody like a friend of yours that you pleasure yourself in front of. I believe that's what that means. <laughs> Uh, yeah, don't forget about Marsmar. There's oh, Marsmar. Oh, Marsmar. <laughs> oh, and, uh, and and then just Rosie T, which is Terry Rosier. Because that's, that's what we're calling him now. So, yeah, hey, Terry we Ross. Wish... No, no, Terry Ross. <laughs> Terry Ross. <laughs> and, of course, uh, A-Bay, which is, of course, Aaron Baines. So, uh, <laughs> good luck to Jay Tay and the rest of those boy banders. Yeah, J bro, J bro, J bro. Um, these actually sound like Bill Simmons' friends. Yeah, they do. Yeah, Sully. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's all in. <laughs> um, and you can always email us, uh, Round Rock Pod. Oh, Marmo, he's coming back, right? Oh, Marmo. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Ahor. As well, man in the middle. Yeah. Don't forget about uh, don't for, for, forget about Gurya, 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 and Semoj. That's right. <laughs> anyway, uh, Brasty, Brasty should be coaching him up pretty well, so it should be should be fun. I just know that I'm a big fan of uh, uh, the Celtics greats. Like uh, lar beer, lar beer, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, beer, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> uh, Boku, Boku. That's what they called him because <laughs> his game was nice. Uh, yeah, uh, Dan A is doing great over there. That yeah. one doesn't really work. No, Dan A. Um, he's actually it's it's a tribute to Dan the Nain, name. the greatest the stand-up name. comedian of our era, <laughs> uh, the best millennial of all time. Yes. yes. Um, do you want to um actually counter any of those arguments? So, no, I mean, they're, I mean, yes, but I, I don't know. I feel like I picked them before the season to be first in the Eastern Conference. So I don't they, think any of us at any point said Danny Ainge was going to get fired. No, he just <laughs> I think he just kind of drives he drove us crazy. No, like come on, he got Gordon Hayward for nothing. We I think those are good moves. I was I was I mean, I don't know. Uh I did not think they would still be in first place in the East after Gordon Hayward got hurt though. But I did uh, pick them to win 
to, yeah, I did pick up to come in first before I, the season. I will say though, this I wanna. I actually do have a bone to pick with that email though. Oh, okay. Um, can we not? As a and this is this has less to do with SF Jeff and more okay. to do with everyone who follows basketball. Yeah. Um, can we not already declare Markel Fultz a bust? Oh yeah. Well that. <laughs> um. Uh, and also, can we stop saying we think he has the yips? <laughs> People who they say is the yips. People in basketball don't get the yips. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying. I think it is. I think that it was a defensible trade by the Celtics at the time. However, people who have maybe prominent people who have reversed their feelings about Markel Fultz, maybe because he was traded to a team they supported, that's a little questionable. Like they're both. I don't know. Jason Tatum, like I don't know. He was great at summer league. He's kind of doing what I expected him to do after watching him, but I definitely was biased against him because he was a Duke player. Yeah. He is a Duke player who plays for the Boston Celtics and has the game of young Carmelo Anthony. Like, of course I'm going to hate that dude. Yeah. Uh, By the way, Boston Celtics update, uh, Gordon Hayward is getting up shots from a chair at the Tampa practice facility. So... You know uh, what that means? Yi Jin, Jin Lin, he's coming. <laughs> he's working out against that chair. So um, it's gonna be it's gonna be trouble. Not uh, to do a callback to our ad read, but I yes. bet Gordon Hayward knows who to bet for in the counter who to bet uh, for or against in the Counter Strike Go. Our friend of the pod, uh, Chris Garcia, once did stand up at that StarCraft tournament. Oh, and Gordon right. Hayward was there. Because he's like a big time Starcrafter, if you wow. remember right. Um, so yeah, well, it looks uh, like, like hey, you let us know who to bet on if you're listening yeah. <laughs> out there. And uh, you know, congratulations to the Boston Celtics on winning eight games in a row. Great point differential, big wins against the New York Knicks, uh, Milwaukee <laughs> Bucks. Uh, really, really took it to the Sacramento Kings, and um, they also have a guy that I had never heard of who was playing a lot. Do you know Daniel Thies? Yes, yes, he's a German man. Yeah, I just... uh, he for some reason in the game NBA Two K eighteen, he has like a posterizer badge. Uh, I don't know if he posterizes people, but in the game, he sure does. He sure can. So, wow, so the posterizer, <laughs> he actually seems like a guy that if he were actually playing in Germany would give Jack Cooley a fair amount of trouble. On the uh, Also, please use his real name, Dan V. Dan V. Uh, <laughs> oh, Dan V. <Thie. laughs> uh, he's named after uh, Mr. Automator. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, also, back to that email, yeah. um... Maybe, again, I know everyone in Celtics land just follows the uh, the blind whims of their leader, King of Chipotle, Danny Ainge. <laughs> but uh, Jeff referred to Isaiah Thomas, the man who played the playoffs, who was their hero last year, the King of the Fourth, uh, who uh, played in the playoffs at, the day after his uh, sister died as... 
Uh, let me read this again. Uh, trading their best injured player. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah uh, let's be nice to Isaiah Thomas. You know who the first fans? You first... fucking trash people. <laughs> the first person who contacted Gordon Hayward after his injury was Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, and because he also... said he said like, watch your back. That's what he said. Make sure you can get. <laughs> your deposit back on the place you live in because Danny Ainge will sell you down the river just like he sold out his own son Tanner by second. signing to Gordon Hayward. <laughs> uh, the, the second person who contacted him uh-huh. was actually Jay Crowder. He oh. came to the hospital and uh, tried to smother him with a pillow. <laughs> oh, wow, that's, that's messed up. And then when he woke up, he said, I knew it was you, Fredo, and then kissed him on the lips. It was really weird. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, that's what Boston's about, turning your back on people who brought you success. Just ask former Red Sox manager John Farrell, first <laughs> Red Sox manager in years, to win the AL East two years in a row, and then he was fired. Mm. So, tough, tough break. He couldn't beat the World Series champion Houston Astros, and so... He had to go. So, congratulations, Alex Cora. Rent. I mean, do not it, buy. I mean, really, Martin Scorsese was trying to tell us all about this when he had that rat crawl across the, across that yeah, balcony at the end of the Chipotle <laughs> black card. It was weird. <laughs> um. All right, should we talk about the news, Sean, or what do you want to Let's do? Let's talk about the news. This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. Thanks, robot. Sean, update. Yeah, you called the Clippers a fraud. I did call the Clippers a fraud. And then what happened this weekend? Uh, they lost at home to the Memphis Grizzlies and the Miami Heat, which uh, you know I'm not saying that proves they're a fraud or anything, but it definitely is something that a fraud would do. Uh, they are now down to five and four. They have lost four of their f- previous five games. Uh, they were able to defeat. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks at home, so good job. And they've played; they've still played one game outside of the Staples Center, and have used that run of luck to go five and four. So good luck on your trip to San Antonio, Oklahoma City, <laughs> and New Orleans, Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, they'll beat New Orleans. I mean, maybe it's on a back-to-back though. Yeah, okay. And it's a uh-huh. 9 p.m. back-to-back and then a 7 p.m. game. Um, I mean, they have yeah. basically the same record. And uh, the Pelicans have actually played outside of their home city a couple times. <laughs> watching the actually, Clippers. Actually, they've played seven road games. Uh, watching the, the Clippers, to me, it is very clear that Doc's got to go. Um. Yeah, they... It just... <laughs> It feels like that's they're playing a lot freer. Um, I mean, they wanted to bring back Chris Paul, right? By all accounts, he, he well, and according to Doc, JJ was begging to come back. Remember J- that? <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> begging to. I mean, 
to not take that $25 million in <laughs> Philadelphia so he could come back and prove something in L.A. <laughs> prove that he could back up the coach's son. And so, I mean, he just didn't beg hard enough, apparently. That's what I love, is the idea that J.J. was begging to come back, and Doc's like, sorry, we can't do it. Sorry. We we need this space for Lou Williams. Uh, <laughs> Milos Teodosic. Look, what, look we, I, can't, I can't tell Wes Johnson you're coming back. He was counting on this. <laughs> um, all right. By the way, stuff. the Philadelphia 76ers, same record as the Clippers. Yeah, well. I mean, and Ben Simmons is really good, and they've they've played five road games. <laughs> um. All right. Let's talk about this weird thing that I really kind of don't understand. Yeah. Do you want to walk me through it, John? Yeah. Okay. So the the proposed GOP tax plan came out. It did not refer to any specific people except one, and that was Steph Curry. Uh, the quote was. Uh, they, they wanted to ensure that this much-needed tax relief goes to the local job creators it's designed to help by distinguishing between the individual wage income of NBA All-Star Steph Curry and the pass-through business income of Steve's Bike Shop. So, I mean, I guess they chose a great creator, Steph Curry, uh, to... I mean, I guess he is technically a job creator, He's right? definitely a job creator, right? I mean... Like, wouldn't Under Armour be half the size without Steph Curry? Yeah, I guess so. I, I, You're correct. I was just thinking about, like, Mo Spades and Harrison Barnes getting their contracts after leaving the Warriors. Also, Steph Curry's wife is opening a restaurant. Oh, They're yeah. definitely a job creation family. Uh, Seth Curry essentially has a job because of him, right? I think that's, I think that's, that's correct. Um, um, you've got a lot of people. Uh, whoever designed that jigsaw costume that he wore on Halloween. Mm-hmm. Uh, tricycle repair people. That's important. Um, I don't want to think about who's actually making the Curry 2s, but, you know, that's a job, technically. Uh, also, a giant industry of making three one jokes on Twitter. Oh, that's Don't true. forget, he also created that, yeah. That was um, uh, Here's the one thing I want to point out about this. Yeah. Um, clearly, whoever wrote this does not know how to say Stephen Curry's name, right? Yes, because they, they think it's Stephen Curry because they said Steve's bike shop, as yes. if Steve was his nickname and not Steph. So, once again, congratulations <laughs> to the Republican Party for being very, very white. <laughs> I will say, I bet Mitch McConnell does wear Curry twos, though. Oh, totally, totally. Like, like... You know, when he's balling, um, I just wonder, like... <laughs> They're the only shoes that match that, like, turkey that like turkey neck he has. I just imagine, um, like, any random senator of any party. Let's I'm bipartisan about this. I think almost any senator is going to a game, is going to behave like that guy who was yelling at Patrick Beverly in Oklahoma City. I just imagine all of them are like that. Like, pulling, reluctantly putting a promotional t-shirt over a starched shirt and uh, yelling at a young black man. That's like 
all of them doing that. I think. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'll I'll go along with that. Sure. Give us these <laughs> souvenirs. Just get like getting all this T-shirt, like div- giving money, but diverting all the T-shirt cannons just to their district of the arena. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like, like refusing to get up for the dance cam unless their demands are met. Uh, they'd be terrible fans. <laughs> uh, okay, one last question before we move on from this. Yes. If they had said seven-time All-Star and future Hall of Famer Joe Johnson instead of Stephen Curry, would we as a podcast have to support this terrible, terrible tax plan? I think we might have. Actually, it would have been like that's the kind of pork I'm talking about. Like they'd be like, we'd have to be like, all right, they're listening to the constituents, they're listeners yeah. of the pod. <laughs> Man, uh, what if it had said? What if it had said, uh, uh, distinguishing between the individual wage income of seven-time All-Star and future Hall of Famer Joe Johnson? And the pass-through business income of Jake the White Squall Layman, <laughs> yeah, then we definitely have. To. Oh, oh my God! They'd be like, "Wow, they, the White Squall. We forgot about that. He's a useful part of the. He's actually not a useful part of the rotation. We bet on the wrong White Blazer with that one, and we didn't give Pat Connaughton a nickname, and that's that's our bad. But uh, yeah, I wonder if they're going to pass. The Pat Connaughton doesn't need a nickname. <laughs> Uh, I just wonder if they're going to pass this tax plan or if the Republicans are going to blow a two-house lead in Congress. I don't know. <laughs> um. All right. Let's. Uh, should we do an ad break here? Yeah, let's do an ad break. So this podcast is sponsored by MyBookie.ag. It is where they sponsor us. It's where Joey bets. It's where I bet. We have been doing... A lot of betting, so uh, we bet there, and, you know, where you bet is as important as what you bet on. What I have been betting on is uh, I bet on some college football this weekend uh, and won, supporting mm-hmm. the Washington State Cougars and uh, the USC Trojans. I lost backing the Kansas City Chiefs, but sometimes it's more important are the bets you don't make. Joey, what was the bet you didn't make tonight? Uh, I did not bet uh, on Tyreek Evans points <laughs> plus rebounds over, under 22 and a half. <laughs> he had one Which rebound. Is oh. an, it's amazing that you just can bet on that. Right. That they're just like, you know what? We It's such a str- it's so rewarding to watch a game. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to enjoy this Memphis Grizzlies Los Angeles Lakers game. But I'm going to get an extra dose of excitement by watching Tyreek Evans not crash the boards even once a single time. (laughs) But yeah, I did not bet on that. He did make the over, too. That's true. uh, That's true. Because he scored a lot of points, but uh, not working hard on the glass there, Tyreek. Yeah. uh, Yeah, you could do in-game live betting, lots of props and uh, player perks, and you could do it on the mobile site, too. So... You know what's another bet I didn't make this weekend? What was that? I did not uh, hop into this shady-looking dice game in an alley because I remembered I can get all the action I want on mybookie.ag. <laughs> That's a good idea. Yeah. I mean, just why not? Bet, you know, box office, presidential odds, 
uh, esports, popes, hockey. I guess the Vegas Golden Knights are tearing it up. If I knew anything at all about hockey, I'd totally bet that at my bookie. Uh, dude, you can bet on international basketball. Uh, you can wow. bet on the Australian ABL. You can bet on uh, France's league, Germany's league, Poland's league. I know we have a Polish listener. You should get in that Poland, are we, Poland league. What are, is mybookie.ag going to turn this into a Polish professional basketball league podcast? Possibly. Possibly. It might happen. But anyway, go to mybookie.ag, enter promo code Round Rock. We talk about Round Rocks all the time on this podcast. And mybookie.ag, you bet, you play, you win. Which is unlike what happens at that Shady Dice game no, in that alleyway. Uh, Nate Dog has to rest. Uh, that is, you play, you lose, you get stabbed. All right. Yeah. <laughs> MyBookie.ag Gambling for humans and robots. So, Sean, our next news story. Uh-huh. Uh, Mark Cuban is a loser of the woke-off this week, if you yeah, ask me. Come on, man. So... Uh, do you want to walk through the listeners this story here? Yeah, uh, so Draymond Green was asked about the... Uh, uh, what's his name? Bob McNair? Yeah, the Houston Texans owner. And he was the one who said that uh, the inmates were running the asylum. He basically called NFL players inmates. And uh, Draymond mm-hmm. Green, when asked about it, said he didn't like the phrase owner at all because... Uh... Well, he said it in an Instagram post. Oh, that's right. That's he right. said, uh, yeah, because owners, it's like... Yeah, it, he basically implied that he basically you know the players aren't owned because it's not slavery. <laughs> so this is yeah, he said that basically he said that the comments by Bob McNair, the inmate comment was Donald Sterling esque. He said, but I'm sure the fans pay mm-hmm. to see him play, and he's putting himself at risk of CTE by going out there every Sunday and giving 110%. Inmates, for starters, let's stop using the word owner and maybe use the word chairman. To be owned by someone just sets the bad precedent to start. It sets the wrong tone. It gives one the wrong mindset. Webster states that an inmate is a person confined to an institution such as a prison or hospital. Not sure these taxpaying men should be referred to as inmates, but what do I know? So... Uh, yeah, good job, Draymond. Yeah, I mean, that... Uh, that's a, that's a strong woke-off entrance by Draymond, in fact, uh, I'm gonna say, and for the Bo- year. And the Boston Celtics, uh, former best injured player also said that the comments were Donald sterling S. so shouts to Isaiah Thomas. Uh, so, I, I would think that not a lot of people have a problem with that, wouldn't you? I would think Those are well-thought-out, well-argued comments, I would say. Yeah. And except uh, Mark Cuban has a problem with them. Yeah, he said they're just as bad as 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 Bob McNair's comments. He says he said he also said he owes the, the Draymond owes the NBA an apology. He said for him to turn it into something it's not is wrong. He owes the NBA an apology. I think he does because to try to create some connotation that owning equity in a company that you busted your ass for is the equivalent of ownership in terms of people, that's just wrong. That's just wrong every which way. And then he said, 
When you own a team, you own equity, shares of stock. That's called ownership. Tell him if he wants to take classes at Indiana's business school, I'll even pay for his classes, and we'll help him learn that stuff. Don't try to suggest that because we have a team and the nomenclature is owners because we own shares of stock, own equity, that it's analogous to slavery. That's just as bad as Bob McNair's comment. That's just as bad. It's not uh, just You also bad. missed the part where he spelled out equity. Oh, that's right. Uh, Sean, by the way, how at did... one point in the comment, he spells E-Q-U-I-T-Y. So, the thing is, he's not even really disagreeing. What, what Draymond Green is saying is that saying owner in that capacity ends up having the connotations because of the way the words are both used, and then he suggests chairman. Mark Cuban for whatever reason, just defines why they also say owner, because you owned shares of stock. Uh, but yeah, he's Mark not Cuban, really refuting uh, him. Basically, Mark Cuban basically just should have ended his comment by saying, who is John Galt? Right. <laughs> basically, what he did was he he's a frat boy. He became a bartender. He was a disco dancing instructor and a party promoter. And then uh, he did go to business school, mm-hmm. and eventually he he began selling uh, PC software um, because he was fired. Mm-hmm. And then he eventually um, made a company that illegally broadcast sporting events, and he sold it to Yahoo for a ton of money. Mm-hmm. And did Yahoo get a big return on that? I don't think they did. I don't think they did. Broadcast.com? I don't think they did. Broadcast.com. But but basically, to me, the subtext of what Cuban is saying to Draymond is literally just libertarian, Ayn Rand, Atlas Shrugged bullshit. Yeah. Like, I worked so hard to own these shares, and now you're stripping the title of owner from me? What? (laughs) Even though it's like chairman is more accurate. Like... Like it, it yes. feels like something that would get punished in a Mrs. Piggle Wiggle story. Mark Cuban is the guy who is putting a label on everything that says Mark's team don't touch, Mark's whirlpool don't touch, Mark's basketballs. I sweated over this. I wear a T-shirt everywhere. I don't even own a suit. I yell at people and pretend I'm a shark. Come on, man. <laughs> also, the Mavericks fucking uh, suck. Yeah. Right, maybe maybe they should be they yeah should be he's putting a little squandered Dirk Nowitzki here. Yeah, he really has, and he and he made him take less money to do it, just like a slave master would. Yeah, there I said it. I'm not <laughs> oh, now you owe the NBA an I apology. Owe, do I owe the NBA an apology? <laughs> Probably, but not for this. <laughs> But congratulations on your one victory of the season, Mark Cuban. You owe the NBA an apology. You owe Dirk Nowitzki an apology. And you owe Tyson Chandler an apology. And you also owe Dirk Nowitzki, I'm going to say, 20% of that franchise when he decides to retire. You know what you need to give Dirk Nowitzki, Mark Cuban? E-Q-U-I-T-Y. And then you need to get suspended by the NBA for whatever secret deal you made with him already. <laughs> um, it is 
it does make sense that Cuban is so mad about taking the word owner from him because he has a television show that's all about him starting to own things. Right. Like deciding whether he wants to own something or not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, the other thing he owns is a bunch of unreleased footage from the show The Benefactor because none of those air. <laughs> Um. All right. Uh. So fuck, fuck Mark Cuban this week. Yeah. He's just saying everyone should kiss my ass even more than they already do. I am a child. It's funny to me the turn Mark Cuban's like. It really shows how much the NBA has grown. Oh yeah. Because like. Ten years ago, Mark Cuban was the best owner. Well, except... like everyone was like, "Yeah, Mark Cuban's super liberal." I'm gonna say, <laughs> like everybody loves him. Let the players do what they want. <laughs> I gotta say though, like looking back, we were a little too into Mark Cuban for like because he was exhibiting all of these signs. It was like he seemed like a like a an actual maverick. But then you like watch what he was doing, and it's like, oh, he just screamed at the refs all game long. Oh, so a billionaire is screaming at his low-level employees and harassing them. Like, great. What a what a good example <laughs> that is. I'm like, oh, because I was kind of watching that, and that was probably like, you know, 2002. He was getting all those fines and yelling at people and getting ejected from the games. And then 10 years later in San Francisco, the whole city became a city of Mark Cubans, yelling at cab drivers, getting kicked out of bars, standing mm-hmm. in things, climbing into things that shouldn't be climbed on, setting fires. That's like Mark Cubans at a basketball game is like a tech guy leaving a Yelp review. He's a Yelp review, Mark Cuban. Yeah. Oh, just come and email me. That's why we in the Bay Area. That's why we in the Bay Area prefer Joe Lake. Joe Lake. <laughs> All he does is fuck trophies and take all the credit. Yeah. And nickel and dime Jerry West. <laughs> but at least he's not going to freaking Hooters. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mark Cuban also tried um, to uh, cheat Don Nelson out of money. I mean, but that's a classic. That's a. That's a classic NBA thing. Yeah. Don Nelson going to get his money. Uh, there was probably a moment but, when that okay, happened well, when Mark... they are like, today he truly became an NBA owner. <laughs> uh, well, Mark Cuban lost the woke-off this week. I think we need to point out who won the woke-off this week, even though it's a depressing story. Uh, Greg Popovich tonight after the Spurs win. Uh, we're recording this Sunday night. Uh, there's a mass shooting near San Antonio and Greg Popovich after the game said, quote, we won a basketball game, but considering what's gone on today, it's pretty meaningless. When you think about the tragedy that those families are suffering, it's just inconceivable and impossible to put your head around. So I think talking about basketball tonight is probably pretty inappropriate. So you guys have a good night. And then he left. Uh, Mark Cuban so thinks he owes Pop- the NBA an apology for not answering <laughs> questions at that game. And he said it was as bad as the mass shooting itself. And that <laughs> that's ridiculous, Mark Cuban. Uh, yeah, we don't need to really comment on that. Just like, uh, good job, President Pop. Keep it up. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move on to our next story. Uh, Sean, we were talking about this earlier today. Uh-huh. The Cavs lost to the Atlanta Hawks. 
yeah, they 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 care about stuff like when the Wizards are like, we're coming for you, we're going to get the number one seed. And then LeBron's like, okay, I guess I have to score 59 points uh, to I mean, prove this. That's the scary part about this season for me, to, for them, is if you watch the games, LeBron is trying. Like, yeah. this isn't really sleepwalk LeBron. Uh, the rest of the team just fucking blows, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, you know, there's some issues with maybe he does not, get back on defense as much as he can, but that's kind of not really his job individually. Right. You know what I mean? Like, he's he's doing a lot on the other end. Uh, so they're under 500. Tristan Thompson is out for a month. He, yeah. Uh, uh, Isaiah Thomas does not appear to be coming back anytime soon. Uh, uh-huh. Kevin Love went to the hospital today, and they won't say why. I guess he's has some illness i (laughs) yeah i don't think they've said yet no it's the middle of the night in cleveland (laughs) um kevin love is he alive we we should find that (laughs) out before we post the episode um uh we'll link in the comments whether kevin love is alive or not yeah uh it'll be in the description of the episode so don't worry guys uh if and also, sorry if Kevin Love is dead. Um, uh, so Dwayne Wade, Kevin Love, and his uh, Dwayne Wade, um, a guy who's such a terrible veteran. Rajon Rondo ranted about it forever on Instagram last year. Uh, said after the game, "quote I want one time for the first unit to get on the second unit because we blew a lead. I'm waiting for that day to happen." What does that quote mean to you, Sean? Because to me, it seems like he's saying, I want someone to scream at me because I'm not playing well. Yeah, well, okay, so he's been on the bench at this point for 12 days. He's been a part of the second unit. He did score a lot of points tonight, but uh, that was, you know, while they were losing to a team that had lost eight games in a row, the Atlanta Hawks. Um, and he, he basically was like, the starters suck. The starters for my, again, my new team that I've been on for five weeks, but this bench unit, which I've been a part of for less than two weeks is way better. I mean, is he, is he specifically angry with Derrick Rose? Yes. (laughs) I mean, I think that's what that means, right? I mean, he also he might be mad at J.R. Smith, who took his starting job. That's true, but at least right? J.R. Smith did do something in that game that no one else in the starting lineup did, which is he made a three-point shot. So, um, he, he was too so here's my question for you, Sean. Uh, the Cavs, I know we do this every year, uh-huh. where it's like, oh, man, the Cavs are in trouble. And they're not. But this time really... they actually feel in trouble, right? <laughs> Well, it it does feel like probably if Kevin Love doesn't go to the hospital, they probably come back and win this game. I think, but they also <laughs> gave up. Like, right? He did. He did. Have but it's the like, Atlanta Hawks. No, it's true. It's true. He also ripped his jersey in half, which is the which first time someone has done NBA, that on purpose. Nike. But no, but Nike's got to get the shit together. These jerseys keep ripping. Well, also if Kevin Love. Is tearing it in half? Like, 
come on, man. Like, that's not, that's not the guy you want hulking out. Like, that's, he should be, like, throwing the jersey into a trash can from 30 feet away, maybe. But if he's ripping it in half, it's like, wow, like, a child could do that. Uh, yeah, but then when you're getting, when you're getting housed by, by Luke Babbitt, that's not a good look. <laughs> Um, there was somebody I've but yeah. never heard of who played 26 minutes in that game. Isaiah Taylor. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Yeah. Rookie, maybe. I should. We should probably. We should probably, as quote unquote experts who host basketball podcasts, we should probably not always mention when we've never heard of people. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's something we do a lot. Who are like, who uh, is that? What's that? And they're like, well, actually, he started for. Many years, yeah. like what? They're like, oh, he's a first round pick. Um, all right. Granted, Isaiah uh, Taylor played his twelfth professional game today, so that's it's okay. Anyway, he was he was a D leaguer for the Rockets last year. Okay, but question: Yeah, are they, are they actually in trouble? <laughs> I think kind of yes. I do too, because. Again, Dwayne Wade scored 25 points off the bench, and they lost. Dwayne Wade is not going to be scoring 25 points most games. You know, this is a game where where Kyle Korver and Dwayne Wade combined for 48 points, and it did not help. And it's possible that, like, I mean, I think if and when Isaiah Thomas is back, that will fix a whole lot of their issues. But it seems like their issue is defense, though. And he's going to hurt that. Well, it today it seemed like the issue was offense for their starting lineup. They're the 26th ranked defense. Yeah, and it just seems like they're not... Well, okay, I would also say it seems like they are not good at shooting three-pointers anymore. And they were really awesome at shooting three-pointers last year. Yeah. And I don't know if that's... Like, Jay Crowder's not as good of a shooter, or there's too much attention on LeBron, and these guys aren't really open. Um, it's I know of, what it is. What's that? They broke up the podcast. Oh, and those guys are bummed. You know, here's, here's something I'm going to say. I think Jay Crowder uh, is probably a lot closer to his career three-point numbers than his 40% shooting last year, mm-hmm. um, the year he turned 27, uh, I think maybe you have to kind of consider Jay Crowder to be like a 33% yes. shooter going forward. And with that and Derrick Rose and or Dwayne Wade, suddenly you just don't have... Like your ideal LeBron lineup is a bunch of guys who play D and can also hit threes. And now you look at this team and it's like Jay Crowder maybe can shoot threes or maybe he can't anymore. Kevin Love is still a great shooter, but there's just a lot of guys who don't really do that. Um, they should maybe play Channing Fry more. He did play if today. That's the case. Well, look, look, he and the bench did that. And, you know, no one yelled at him. Obviously, he would have played better <laughs> if someone from the starting unit was yelling at him. But you know, he, hit a, he hit a three. He was plus five. Their their bench was, was a lot better than the starters. Now, granted, were they facing the Atlanta Hawks bench of a rookie 
uh, Teague Tyler Cavanaugh, who I believe is Ed from Ed's brother. <laughs> Isaiah Taylor and uh, Bellinelli. They they were effective against those guys. But I don't know. I, I kind of think it's not so much that Dwayne Wade was great as much as it was that uh, Bellinelli was guarding him for a good 20 minutes. <laughs> um. Okay, so question. Mm-hmm. If you're LeBron James, yeah. how long can you put up with this? I mean... So, so they're out. If the season ended right now, they would be the ten seed. Uh, so, <laughs> with the Brooklyn pick, I mean that's that's two real nice players that you can add. Oh, I'm sorry. They would they would not be. They would be. Uh, they're twelfth in the East right now, because they're. Oh, that actually. means they keep their pick. Yeah, they keep, they if they're keep... the ten, I think it's a coin flip. <laughs> right. So they'd be. <laughs> Yeah, and the old lottery odds aren't in there. So they would, they yeah, so br- they have almost, right now, the Cavs pick and the Brooklyn pick would be almost the same pick. So that's that's fun to think about. <laughs> that, <laughs> that they have the same record as the Phoenix Suns. Now, granted, they almost no, but, have the same record I mean, record they as... traded, but they traded their Cavs pick for oh, Corver? either Corver or Fry, but it's top 10 protected. So it's got to get in the... In oh, so the they're ten. gonna keep it. They're gonna keep their pick. So that's they're stealthily <laughs> tanking this year. That's what's really happening. <laughs> now, when when I first heard about the Isaiah Thomas uh, Kyrie Irving trade, as you remember, my first response was, "Well, they might as well just trade LeBron." And then <laughs> I came around on it, and I'm wondering if maybe my first reaction was correct. That it's time, it's time for the Cleveland Cavaliers to load up the tank. Here's the problem, though, Sean. <laughs> yes. What 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 kind of return are they going to receive? Yeah. For a, what is a mid-season what do you get for of LeBron James? half of season of LeBron James? <laughs> well, he's he's a good bet to stay wherever you trade him to. No, right? like he's, he's not. <laughs> Um, I gotta say, there's a lot of teams out there, uh, especially contenders, that could really use a LeBron James. Come, <laughs> you know what? I know there's one. There's one team I know they could get something from. Uh huh. They could get Eric Bledsoe from the Phoenix. Suns. Yeah, yeah. Now Bledsoe, here's the thing: he's signed for one more year than LeBron, and that locks in a lot of cost certainty. So maybe they throw in the Brooklyn pick too. Conditional second rounder. <laughs> like, can you imagine those calls? Like him calling the like Kobe Altman, getting on the horn. He's gonna trade LeBron. Uh-huh. He calls the Milwaukee Bucks, and he's like, "I will give you LeBron James and the Brooklyn pick and the Brooklyn pick for Giannis added a combo." And and do you think the do you think Cleveland's GM is like, no, 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 LeBron loves Milwaukee. He's always talking about his love of Miller Park. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he made that Instagram video where he was talking about La- Laverne and Shirley. And Could they get Jason Tatum from the Boston Celtics? Yes, I think they could. Season of Look, they could. They could get Tatum. I think they could get Tatum and Jalen Brown. No, they could get Tatum. 
They couldn't get Terry Rozier though. For half, he's, a he's deal not breaker. staying in Boston. <laughs> Look, we we thought a lot of people were going to go to Boston and stay. Yeah, like, but Kyrie won't want him to, to stay. Finals? That would be so funny if he. <laughs> they tra- Kyrie has to demand another trade. <laughs> LeBron's like Celtic pride. I've always, I've always wanted to be, you know, I was always a fan of the Cowboys, the New York Yankees, and the Boston Celtics. And uh... okay, <laughs> if you're the Minnesota Timberwolves, uh-huh. what would you offer for LeBron James? Half a season. You only get him for <laughs> half a season. <laughs> for half a season. <laughs> and then he is leaving. <laughs> you don't think he's staying in Minnesota? Play with Tim. No. <laughs> what if you? What if he was able to live in Prince's house? <laughs> okay, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, they they re-record that demo he did with Kevin Durant, but they make it sound really good. They bring in everybody <laughs> that worked on Rhythm Nation, and uh, they do it. Um, seriously though, Minnesota, <laughs> what do you offer for half a season of LeBron James? I mean, I think a lot of people would say Wiggins, right? Just, just go. For yeah, it I think I year. would say Wiggins too, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not giving up anything else. It's so weird. Like, <laughs> okay, the Portland Trailblazers, Sean. What uh, would they give up for half a season of LeBron James? I mean, I think they would give up. I think Zach Collins is in the mix. I don't think Mo Harkless is untouchable. CJ McCollum. For half a season of LeBron? Yeah. I mean, what if he goes there and he loves it? You know what I mean? He's like, I've just <laughs> never had coffee like this. And he he already has like a van, right, that he drives from practice to his house. Couldn't that be easily converted into a food truck? <laughs> I love it. Bring bring LeBron to Portland. <laughs> also, Portland has a lot of um, proudly bald people, I think. <laughs> All right. Um, so where, where do you think, well, what's the best destination <laughs> for him? Where um, can he really shine? I mean, San Antonio. Yeah. I'd like to see him in San Antonio. They're just like, all right. They would give up LaMarcus Aldridge for half a season. Oh, and you get that LaMarcus Aldridge, Kevin Love. Like, what's the the opposite (laughs) of the Twin Towers? Like, they're like the Twin Towers, but in October of 2001. (laughs) Um, They're like stalactites versus stalagmites, right? Yeah, yeah, they're they're like... (laughs) They're kind of like like the St. Louis Arch, maybe. But yeah, okay. I think San Antonio for half a season of LeBron James uh-huh. would give up Lamarcus Aldridge, Dejounte Murray, and a, a first round pick, right? Do you, do you think Davis Bertans is available in that deal? I mean, sure, but <laughs> I think that's <laughs> my favorite part of this is the inevitable phone call you have to make to Dwayne Wade, and you're like, "I heard what you said." <laughs> We do need to kick the starting lineup up, and that's why we've added LaMarcus Aldridge and DeJounte Murray. And then Dwayne Wade's like, I gave up $8 million to come to Cleveland, and they're like, yeah, 
uh, you did do that. Uh, but we I just mean, don't think there's a place for you in Popovich's <laughs> offense. So... I mean, I think you'd have to trade Dwayne Wade with him, right? <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to make the numbers work. He's free, right? Isn't he making the veteran minimum? <laughs> yeah, but I don't know if he and Danny Green really get along. It might not. <laughs> yeah, LeBron okay. the Spur, that would be fantastic. Uh, would the Lakers give up Brandon Ingram for him? I think they might actually, because they'd be like, "Look, we gotta, we gotta get him here." It's hard to make the money work though, because you, you kind of like Brook Lopez would have to be sent back. <laughs> oh no, they could take uh, Deng. They take Deng back. Yeah, they could take Deng back because they need, a, um, they need somebody to play the three four, and Deng can do that. <laughs> Would the oh, oh and also he's probably like oh shit guys are going to the hospital mid game, that's that's what I grew <laughs> up doing. <laughs> what happened? Uh, heat exhaustion? The coach hit him with something? Whatever. I'm in. Um. All right. There's one last thing you want to talk about, Sean. You want to walk us through it? Oh yeah. Let's go real quick through. Uh, there were a couple guys who who did not get their rookie options picked up. Uh, this is the first time since. Uh, I think the 2009 draft, maybe the 2008 mm. draft, whatever year um, there. Oh, oh, the 2009 draft where um, two top six guys this year, Jaleel Okafor and Mario Hazonia did not get their fourth year options picked up. Uh, basically, you can just keep renewing a guy's contract through year four, but you have to decide whether you want the guy for 2018, 19, uh, Halloween's usually the deadline. I think it was Halloween this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and often it's like right before the beginning of the season. So, um, and it's also the rookie extension deadline. So some guys in this class, you know, get an extended contract and some guys uh, get picked up. So um, this year, Okafer, the number two pick in that draft, uh, was he two or three? Three. Three. The th- number three pick in the draft. Did not he will be a free agent at the end of his third season. So will the number six pick, Mario Hazonia of the Magic. They will be unrestricted free agents this summer. Um the last time that happened it was Hashim Thabit and Johnny Ooh. Flynn. And Johnny Flynn's was declined because uh his hip he was fell hurt. off. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, Johnny Flynn gets a bad rap. He does a get bust. a bad rap. Now granted he was picked one pick ahead of Steph Curry and sure, five sure. nine. Uh, but anyway. he was having a good season before his his hip fell apart. Yeah, yeah. He, um, just, he just and you know it's it's if you're a lottery pick, you know Okafor was going to make like six and a half million next year, something like that. So that creates a lot of cap space. Here's uh, what I don't like yeah. about the Sixers. What the Sixers did here, What's um, they didn't pick up the option, and then Okafor asked, "Hey, buy me out, then, please," mm-hmm. and they refused to do it. Yeah. Well, that they, sucks. <laughs> well, but they want to trade him for something. But no one's going to trade for him. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Who knows if someone's going to trade for him? Like I do. No one is trading for Jaleel Okafor. But like, why? What's what's your motivation if you're Philly to give him a buyout? Like you sucked for two uh, years and you don't. You don't play yes. super hard and get rebounds, <laughs> so I'm going to reward you by making you a free agent. Like <laughs> Jaleel Okafor. Now, granted, they did draft centers uh, over and over again. 
but at the same time, uh, Ennis Cantor's contributing on a winning NBA team right now. I mean, temporarily. The the Knicks you know might who somehow is... develop a losing <laughs> record by the time we post this. But uh, you know who is not contributing on an NBA team right now either. Uh huh. Nerlens Noel. Oh, that's He's only playing sixteen minutes a game. Yeah, well, that's still more than oh. Okafor. Yeah, but I just think like. <laughs> It does feel like somebody could take a shot on him, but also I guess like what's your you you only get it's this it's you know trading for Julia Lokerfer carries the same risks as trading for LeBron James as we said you only get that partial season that is an unrestricted free agent. <laughs> so you don't want to give up like what is his trade value? Like a second round pick. I mean, I think he can probably play in the NBA, actually. Like, I think he can be like a uh, Enos Cantor type yeah. off the bench where he scores, but he not should for be $8 million dollars a year. <laughs> right. And, like, I mean, part of the, like, you're trading for him, but you do only get him for this amount of time. So, yeah, what's your motivation for doing That's it? what I'm saying. They should have bought him out. <laughs> But I don't think they have any obligation to him to do that. I mean, the Just problem seems is like a waste of all of our time. The problem is he wants a buyout for like the full value of the money that's owed to him. And if you're the Sixers, you're like, what are you going to use the cap space on something else? No. Like if he wants to give some money back, sure, buy him out. But I don't know. I, I'm I'm like less sympathetic because I think he makes a lot of money this year already. And he's essentially saying, I know I sucked, but I would also like to leave and receive all my money. Now, the Celtics are interested, but surprisingly not willing to give up a first-round pick. See, that's... that's yeah, like, no shit. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, no one is, right? Take Thies. Take Danthe. So he is supposedly in tremendous shape. Yeah, I think he's vegan now. I mean, good for him. We should all probably be vegan, right? Uh, not me. Uh, all right. <laughs> um, anybody else you want to talk about here? Hazonia. Uh, I, I feel kind of sad uh, he's for Hazonia. Just going back to Europe. <laughs> right? I mean. Yeah, I like Hazonia. But... I kind of wonder if they would have picked up his option if he were like the number 18 pick. But the number's pretty high for next year, and he has yeah. done nothing at all on the NBA level. Uh, Summer League veteran Rashad Vaughn did not get his option picked up on. Probably if you're not necessarily dominating in your third straight Summer League, that's a good sign. Uh, G League veteran Josh Hustis. Is that how you says that? Oh, they, that scam. The Thunder scam. Now, it's Houston. Now, did they? Is it? Oh yeah, because Houston, we have a problem. Um, did was that fourth year option? Did they decline his G League option or his NBA option for that? <laughs> um, and then two guys who are. It's actually very hard to tell if they can really contribute in the NBA. Uh, Chris McCullough of the Wizards and Kevon Looney of the Warriors, both you know, could have had their options picked up. They're just on teams where they don't get to play and teams that have much more pressing things they could do 
with that money. So, yeah. um, you know, it's just, it's tough with Looney because it seems like he works hard and he even has games where he plays pretty well, but at the same time, you know, they have Omri Caspi is playing for them for the minimum. And that's, that's right. like, a, it's just a tough bar to set. I would not be that shocked if, you know, he came back to the team next year on like a minimum deal, but maybe mm-hmm. he'll do better. But yeah. Um, oh, and then these are some rare things. Usually you do not see a guy get his third year option declined. Right. But that happened to Wade Baldwin, uh, the fourth. What? Who did not get to, but I mean, he's already been cut by his team, so that third year option being declined is. I think that happens when you wave it. It's sad he didn't get to the number of Wade Baldwins. Yeah, that's that is sad. Uh, <laughs> and the Clippers, the Clippers, while not waving him, uh, have decided they've had enough Bryce Johnson. And, oh, another great draft pick by Doc River, Rivers. Yeah, weird that he Jesus didn't. Christ. The last young player <laughs> he developed was Rajon Rondo, and something broke inside of him. Well, no, it was Eric Bledsoe, and look what's happened to him. (laughs) Oh, that's right. (laughs) Uh, Oh, yeah, so are you intrigued by any of these guys, is my question. Um, no. (laughs) Yeah, I I have no idea. what Chris McCullough is is a guy where I'm like, definitely a basketball player, looks like a basketball player. Um, I could see, I mean, it's just, especially for big men. Like, big men that don't particularly play defense, I feel like you can wash out of the league really, really quickly. If I am a, a Fenner Bach in Turkey or wherever that is, I'm interested in all of them. Yeah. I think <laughs> I could... Okay, so, so okay, of these six guys, who's the most likely to be in the NBA next year? Um, Jaleel Okafor. I think it might be Looney. Like I think I think Okafor might go to Europe and like rebuild his value that way cuz I feel like he could maybe get paid more there. Someone will take a shot on him, right? I think someone will definitely take a shot on him. I mean, he's, he's actually the, really he was the young. Third round pick like <laughs> 4 years ago. Like Thomas Robinson is just recently not in the NBA anymore. Yeah. Like people try it, people will try out tried out Anthony Bennett last year. Like this, this he's definitely going to stick stick in the NBA. The rest of these guys I don't know. Hazonia will just go back to Europe. And then the rest of them are all late first rounders and those guys are it's always a crapshoot whether they stick around or not. Uh-huh. But I mean, it's just it's just weird that he's a seven footer who can't play defense or rebound or pass. Sure. Uh, uh, yeah, he he almost seems to me like he's going to end up on some rebuilding team. Like like oh, you know where he's going to end up? I'm calling it the Phoenix Suns. I think the Chicago Bulls. Oh yeah, that's exactly where he's going to be. They'll trade Robin Lopez. Maybe they'll trade Robin Lopez for him or something like that. Like he could he could be a bull by like February. Just empty buckets, um, bad positioning, bad at fighting for rebounds, and uh, he can't shoot outside of fifteen feet. Maybe he'll learn, maybe he'll learn how to shoot from the outside. 
Um, all right, I think that's our episode. Yeah. Uh, Godspeed, gentlemen. I hope you stick in the NBA forever. Yeah, in fact, I, I, uh, I, I'm rooting for all those guys, except maybe Houston. Like, I feel like... <laughs> Like no, was... I, you have to root for Houston because he was like a weird scam that Sam Presti tried to pull. Yeah, it's not his fault. Yeah, it's um, he agreed to the scam. He decided well, his, he wanted to be a first round agreed to it. All right, look, okay. look, is that what they taught him at Stanford? Look, Mark Cuban will pay for you to go to the University of Indiana's business school, and you'll learn about uh, agency. I don't even know. Um. um all right, uh, so our Monday episode, <laughs> I'm making this now. We don't do polls no, uh, on Monday, but we will tell you who won the polls. That's what we're going to do okay. from now on because we haven't said that in a long time. Right. All right, so with Corbin Smith, we asked, what is Bill Walton doing right now? And the answer by a resounding 56% was smoking herb. All right. Uh, so I that's feeling, I had a feeling that one was going to win. Congratulations to Corbin Smith. Uh, uh, you have to win a Trivial Pursuit game to truly win, but fine. Uh, which of these NBA players uh, should change their name next? And uh, this one, big winner, 67% of the vote, Tony Towns. It's Tony Towns. Tony Come Towns. On. Make it happen. And then he and uh, Thibodeau and- would have the same initials. And then finally, this one was a close one, but the correct one did win. Uh, what is Chandler Parsons doing right now? Uh, 48% of you decided uh, he's watching Riverdale and shaving his legs. Well, good job. Uh, so good job, Keith. Voters got Some it fast right break that practice. time. Yeah, finally. <laughs> um, so uh, fly those W's, Dubaroo. I haven't told you to do that in a long time. Just making sure you're listening. John, anything you want to plug? Uh, you know, I'm going to be at the Punchline on December 20th uh, with Joey hosting. Those tickets are available. And I wanted to give congratulations to David Lee. Uh, great warrior, great guy, great dunk champion, engaged to tennis star Carolyn Wozniacki. So congratulations, buddy. I had no idea they were dating. Uh, I don't even know who she is. Um, anyway... Uh, yeah, I'm at the punchline December 20th. Uh, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where I post a bunch of weird shit. Sorry, I can't. <laughs> my phone just, uh, I was pulling it up and my phone stopped working. Can I, can um, I read you one of your tweets that I really enjoyed? Yes, please it's do. your most recent tweet. Hands down, I'm the most sore I've ever been in my entire life right now. No question. But nothing will slow me down, yo. Oh, boy. Uh, trust the process, trust Frankie. The process. Shut it down. Let's go. Shut on. it down. Nothing's going to slow me down, <laughs> yo. Dang. Man, these lines for Counter-Strike Global are fucking crazy. I, I mean, I have no idea what any of them mean. Well, but I know what odds mean, right? Right, right, right. The money lines. There's one of these teams is minus 1,050. <laughs> the super JMY. I guess they're really good. 
There's a team called Sword that's minus 1,600. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> I guess they're pretty dominant. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're playing pork sports, so... <laughs> I, might, uh, I might bet this, see if I can win like 50 cents. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.